Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensah Wood. Well, I trust everyone had a blessed week. God has been so good. His mercies endures forever. And church, join me with welcome, to welcome our online and television audience as well. If you're ever in the Colorado Springs area, stop by and see us. And there are people, uh, we got a testimony a, a couple of weeks, not long ago, someone from India. They said they got healed from a lymph node-related health issues. Glory to God. Amen. Yeah. So you are much a part of us. Praise one of these days will land in India. Amen. Or wherever you may be. <laughs> so we thank God for his goodness and his mercies. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My Bible is here and here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Let's turn our Bibles. This morning we are talking about victory in suffering. Victory in times of suffering. And we pray for our brothers and sisters in India as well. They are going through a difficult season. But we pray for God's mercy and God's deliverance in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, turn your Bibles with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 10. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 2 Corinthians, let's start from verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. He says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be made manifested in our body. Then he goes on to say in verse 16, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal glory be to the name of the lord and i pray in the name of jesus even as we have entered a new month may you see the goodness of the lord may you see the hand of god at work in your life i pray in the name of jesus may it be a month where you see the grace of god at work in your life no matter your hang-ups no matter whatever you are faced with or going through i pray in the mighty name of jesus for miracles I pray that you will see God's goodness and God's hand at work in your life. In Jesus' name, amen. So he goes on to say that here that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. God has created each and every one of us. And whether you realize it or not, God has a plan for each and every one of us. There is nobody in the earth that God does not have a plan for. Seven billion plus people. And you might think of, uh, of, of, of people groups and you might think of everybody in the earth. But I've come to announce to you by the word of the living God that God has a plan for your life. 
And if you are a Christian, he says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. And the Bible says, and, and, and even in, in, in the natural, when we talk about any vessel that you have in your home, the vessel is defined by the content that is in there. So if you have a honey jar, you call it a honey jar. If you whatever you put in the vessel is what you call that name, what you what the name that you give to it. And thank God, if you are in Christ Jesus, I have good news for you. You have God living on the inside of you. I said you have God living on the inside of you. I said you have God living on the inside of you. And he's placed that treasure in earthen vessels but every now and then as we live in the earth we go through different seasons we go through different times and some of it are not so pleasant some of it are not so good so he goes on to say in verse 8 he says we are hard pressed on every side yet not crushed we are perplexed but not in despair let's look at one we are not crushed we are pressed on every side but not crushed now this is the apostle paul writing to the corinthians and he's writing and saying and this was one that he went through so many difficult things in his life in a pursuit to share the word of god with his generation and he was saying notice what he says in second corinthians chapter 7 verse 5 second corinthians 7 5 thank you lord jesus second corinthians 7 5 he says for indeed when we came to macedonia our bodies had no rest but we were troubled on every side outside were conflicts inside were fears and so many times we are sometimes get overwhelmed with fear this is the apostle paul speaking here he wrote a lot of letters and he's saying we are troubled on every side we go through we've gone through a difficult season we go through difficulty inside were fears and sometimes those fears have a tendency to want to overwhelm you and bring you under and what he was doing was one time he went into Macedonia he had a vision and so many times we think that when we are in the plan of God we will not have difficulties he had a vision saying going to Macedonia in Acts chapter 16 and when he went there one of the very first things that happened was that I mean a girl was following him around and he cast the devil out and as a result of that he was put in prison so this is a person when he says that we are troubled on every side, he knows what he is talking about. But he's saying that in the midst of it all, we are not crushed. I pray in Jesus' name, no matter what you are faced with or no matter what you are going through, it does not have the power to crush you completely in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you believe that, say amen. But it all comes down to perspective. It all comes down to what we choose to look at or what we choose to focus on. She says that we are pressed on every side, 2 Corinthians 4, 8, yet not crushed. Even though he went through what he went through, he chose not to focus on it but to focus on God so go with me to 2nd Kings chapter 6 6 thank you Lord Jesus it all comes down to what we choose to focus on 2nd Kings chapter 6 and I'll give you a background to this story from verse 8 we see the king of Syria making war against Israel and every time that he 
had a strategy to defeat the children of Israel, some way, somehow, his intelligence got out in the open and got out to the king of Israel. Then after a while, he's like, what's going on here? Who is revealing my secrets and telling them to my enemy? You see, when you have the Holy Spirit, and, and this man, incidentally, will celebrate Pentecost. When you have the Holy Spirit, you are not in the dark at any point. When you have the Holy Spirit, you have advanced information. When you have the Holy Spirit, you know what to do at every point. So because of that, he got angry. And he said, they, they told him that, look, the, issue, the thing that is going on here. Is, is, is that every time you discuss your issue, there is a prophet in Israel. His name is Elisha. And he has that intelligence and reveals it to the, to the king of Israel. And he said, okay, I know what I'm going to do. I am going to, if this person is the cause of my problem, I am going to send an army to go and arrest him. So he goes after Elisha. Now, that, with that background, let us now read from 2 Kings chapter 6, 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 14. It says, Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there, and they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire, all around Elisha, my Lord and my God. Elisha went to bed, everything was okay. And sometimes that's what happens. You went to bed, everything was okay. You woke up the next day, you went to the doctor and you got a negative report. You woke up, you went to work and they said the economy is not doing so well so we are laying you off. Something negative happened. And here Elisha wakes up and he said, my Lord and my God, what's going on here? We are surrounded. A whole army going after one man. And the servant said, what shall we do? And sometimes in life we ask ourselves, what am I going to do? What should I do? But in the midst of it all, Elisha was very relaxed. He had peace. In times of suffering, you can have peace, but it depends on what you choose to focus on. It depends on what you choose to keep your eyes on. The servant said, what shall we do? All he saw was that from the natural standpoint, the army that was surrounding them, Elisha was seeing something else. And that's what makes the difference in difficult times and in times of suffering. When you make the decision to not see only the natural circumstances, but to consider God. We are not crushed. That he prayed a prayer. And that is my prayer for you today as well. He said, Lord, 
open his eyes. And when he opened his eyes, he saw that the whole mountain, the whole place was full of angels, chariots of fire. Then his faith and his confidence came up. What made the difference? When he saw the invisible. When he saw God. I pray in the name of Jesus, in this new month, in this, in this new season, may you consider God. Consider God and his power. Consider God and his ability. Consider God. So he says that change your perception. In 2 Corinthians, he's saying that change what you look at and what you choose to focus on. He says in 2 Corinthians, let's go back there again. He says that, Verse 18, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Because when you look at the things which are seen, you may be tempted to get into hopelessness. You may be tempted to get into despair. But he's saying that the things that we see are temporary. That means they are subject to change. So we do not look. It's so important. We do not look at the things which are seen. The things which are seen tells you it's all over. It's game over. Everything is, you are going under. You are not going to make it. But when you consider God and begin to look on the other side and begin to consider his promises and begin to consider his faithfulness, you say, oh my Lord and my God. Oh my Lord and my God. God will deliver me. I said, God will deliver you. I said, God will deliver you. Amen. Every day of your life, choose to focus on God no matter the difficulty. Amen. One time, a certain pilot who had had, who had, had a lot of experience flying, he had flown 21,000 miles with no accidents. 2,100 hours. 21,000 hours with no accidents. And on this faithful day, he was doing his job. He got on, on the plane and was flying to his destination. And when he was flying to his destination, very, very, I mean, he came to the point where he was getting ready to land. And when he had tried to disengage the ties and get ready for London, the ties wouldn't come out. And so he told the people that, look, let's get ready for a gear landing. And in, in, in aviation, gear landing is a very dangerous type of landing. I mean, the plane can explode. You are landing without ties. That's how serious it is. And he said to the people, everybody bow down your head and embrace and get ready for this, for this landing. It looked hopeless. But thank God he knew God. I said, thank God he knew God. He chose not to focus on, 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 on the situation. And he prayed and he said, oh Lord my God. He was a spirit-filled Christian. He prayed and he said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, give us a miracle and save everybody on this plane. Let no one perish, oh God, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
left. And as he prayed and began to pray in other tongues, as he began to pray, God gave him a scripture. That precious scripture in Isaiah 41 verse 10 that said, Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. I am with you. I will help you. I will strengthen you. And I will uphold you. God gave him a word and he received confidence. And all of a sudden, he got this idea. Let me, and, and I mean, he was praying. That cockpit looked like there was a revival going on. <laughs> he got this idea and said, let me try one more time. And he tried with all his strength. And all of a sudden, the ties that wouldn't come out, came out to the glory of the Lord. And he's announced to the, to the people in the plane. He said, shout hallelujah. We are going to land safely. And everybody, those who believe in God and those who don't believe in God. Everybody said hallelujah. <laughs> because when you get in an emergency like that, everybody forgets whether they don't believe. They, they will say Jesus. <laughs> they said hallelujah. And he took and landed the plane safely. But what if, the question here is, what if he had, be, he, had, he had felt hopeless and he hadn't looked to God? What if in that moment he had decided that it's all over and not looked to God? Would he have made it? I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, may you look to God. No matter what you are faced with, it keeps coming back to me. No matter what you are going through, this moment, make a decision to take your eyes. He says, well, we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. That is a walk of faith. That is when you choose to believe God. They have told you that your business is not going to make it. Maybe your relationship is on is, is with your children, with your spouse, whatever the case may be. It seems hopeless with your employer. I pray in the name of Jesus, I have come to announce to you by the word of the living God that there is hope for you. Amen. I said there is hope for you. Look at God. When we look at God, when we consider Jesus, when we consider his mighty Holy Spirit, when we consider his word, hopelessness and despair will not take us over. I pray may he not take you over in the name of Jesus. When we consider that greater is he who is less in us than he who is in the world. 1 John 4.4 Mark that verse in your Bible or in your app or whatever you have. Don't let it get away from you. 1 John 4, 4. Notice what the Bible says. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, you are of God. Everybody shouted this morning, I am of God. Shouted, I am of God. Shouted, I am of God. Shouted, I am of God. You see, sometimes you read the Bible and you read the genealogy of this and this and this. And those are the parts of the Bible sometimes you want to skip. This one is the son of this. This one was the son of that. This one was the son of that. It's there for a reason, though. But in the New Testament, our genealogy, our parents gave to birth to us and brought us on the earth. But our genealogy says we are of God. Shouted, I am 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 of God. And he says, and I have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. 
Hallelujah. What is in the world? Tests, trials, all these things that come up against us. What is in the world? The devil obviously is out there. But thanks be to God, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. And he says, I have overcome them. Oh, no matter what power or force comes against you, I have come to announce to you that you are an overcomer. You are a world overcomer. I said you are a world overcomer. I said you are a world overcomer. I said you are a world overcomer. Because the greater one lives on the inside of you. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Two. He goes on to say, thank you, Lord Jesus. Second Corinthians, let's go back there again. He goes on to say that we are, verse 8, we are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are not in despair. That's our second point, too. We are not in despair. When we are, when there are times in our lives when we are tempted to be in despair, when we face problems, that seems that they, are, they, they have no end. In those times, we must look toward and rely on Jesus Christ, who is our treasure. We must rely on him absolutely and not give up. Joseph went through so many seasons of his life, so many difficult times where he was tempted to be in despair. For doing nothing, he was thrown into a pit. When he came out of the pit, he was sold into slavery. When he went into Egypt, he was, he was lied on and put into prison. From prison, he did good for somebody. The person totally forgot all about him. He said, please, uh, please, when the king raises you up, remember me. Sometimes you do good for people and they forget. I pray may you not forget. And he said, look, he was totally forgotten. But I like this phrase. The Bible keeps repeating about Joseph. The Bible says, and God was with him. And the same God is with you as well. I said the same God is with you as well. I said the same God is with you as well. I said the same God is with you as well. Everything worked out for his good. Because throughout it all, he refused to entertain bitterness. He refused to entertain unforgiveness. He refused to, to look at the, at, the, at the natural and look at God. You see, the way we look, I'll get back there again. Our perception makes all the difference. You see, for how we, we see our world, when you see people, and that is why we keep preaching the word of God, when you see your neighbor, you see, people are people. When people hurt, they hurt. When people are going through a difficult time, they are going through a difficult time. When people don't know Jesus and they are lost, they are lost. And so when we begin to see people the way God sees them, We'll pray differently. We'll live differently every single day of our lives. So he says, we are not in despair. No matter the trouble, no matter the difficulty, I pray may you not be in despair. Rise up, there is hope for you. I said there is hope for you. On October 21st, 1883, a certain baby was born into the earth. And when this child was born, the child was so deformed and so weak, it could not even suck the breast of the mother. 
And so, the, I mean, the doctor said, this child is not going to live. But the mother saw the invisible, saw God, and refused to give up, and prayed, and said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, with tears coming through, he says, oh God, let this baby live, and let him survive, and I will dedicate him for your glory. And thanks be to God, the baby lived. But what if she had not prayed or given up? And to make matters worse, the family was going through a difficult time, so the husband ran away from home to another country to avoid bankruptcy. So this woman was just left with that single, with, with, with four children. And she went to borrow money to start a small grocery store. And she prayed and continued to serve God and be faithful to God. And this child, because of, of, of the weaknesses that he had, had a hard time studying at school. But he worked really hard. He never despaired. He worked really hard. And, 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 and because he had Jesus in his heart, prayed to God and put his trust and his confidence in God. He studied hard and eventually invented dynamite. And his intention was that it would be put to a good use. But some people took it and made bombs and different things from it. But he became very rich. He was dying. He'd, he'd give all his wealth and his fortune to an estate and said, Look, use this to confer awards on people that do great things to benefit mankind. And this person happened to be Alfred Nobel. That's how the Nobel Peace Prize started. Think about it. What if when he, when he was young, the mother had given up? What if at some point in his life, he got into despair and said, I'm going to give up and not steady hard. I'm going to throw in the towel. No. The day you give up is the day you decide to give up. No, 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 no. Always choose and be like the Apostle Paul. I am not going, I am perplexed. I may not know the way out, but I refuse to be in despair. I refuse to be in despair. One time the children of Israel came out of Egypt. And when they came out of Egypt, God had delivered them. They had seen so many miracles. But very soon they encountered the Red Sea and all that they could see was the Red Sea and they began to cry out and said Moses what kind of a wicked leader are you did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us out of the out, out here in the wilderness we will not we were better off in Egypt and these were the same people I find it interesting in Exodus chapter 3 they were crying and saying, God this our bondage is so hard but when God delivered them, the least thing that they ran into, they ran into the Red Sea and they almost, they almost wanted to kill Moses. <laughs> sometimes people, when you, are, when you are in the world, sometimes people are in the world, they are, they are bound by addiction, they are bound by sin. And when God delivers them and they come into the kingdom of God, the least test and trial, they want to go back into the world. Don't ever do that. Stick with God. Moses, again, saw something else. He was also crying out to God. God said, why are you crying out to me? I have given you a rod. Use the rod. 
use the rod and call on my name. And he called on the name of the Lord. And when he heard from heaven, that's what makes the difference. When you hear from God, when you begin to see God, in Exodus chapter 14, verse 14, he said, told those people, relax, relax. There's no need for you to cry. The Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I have come to announce to somebody this morning. Oh my Lord and my God. No matter what you are going through. No matter the test, the trial. Oh the difficulty. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The Egyptians that you see today the enemy that you see today the sickness the poverty the deprivation the difficulty that you see today you will not see it again and forever if you believe that say amen, amen. stand still and see the salvation of the lord begin to be like these people that we read about and I pray in the name of Jesus, may God open your eyes today. I said, may the Lord open your eyes today. I said, may the Lord open your eyes today. There is hope for you. I said, there is hope for you. I said, there is hope for you. I said, there is hope for you. Three, we are not abandoned. We are not abandoned. 2 Corinthians 4 9 says, Persecuted but not forsaken. Struck down but not destroyed. Persecuted but not forsaken. Persecuted but not forsaken. Not abandoned. Jesus, God, is with you all the time. This is the Apostle Paul speaking again. Notice some of the things that he went through in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Don't ever think that when you set out to, to do God's will, no matter what comes up, you will stand. I said you will stand. Amen. 2 Corinthians 11 to 23 says, Are they not ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in deaths often, from the Jews five times I received forty stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen. In perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides the other things which come upon me daily, my deep concern for all the churches. This is a long list. <laughs> Of difficulties. Laboring, stripes, prisons, deaths. Five times. You see, those Jews, if they if they beat you with 40 stripes, that was your end. You were, go you were going to die. 
and he's saying five times. We are talking about not being abandoned. He says five times I received those kind of, of, of beatings. All for the sake of the gospel. But I'm still here. Persecuted for the work of the Lord. But at no point was I forsaken. In prison. This is someone's testimony. This is the Apostle Paul's testimony. But he's saying, I was stoned, shivered. I pray in the name of Jesus, the greatest life that you can live is to live for God and for his gospel. Man may forget about you. The world may forsake you. But God will never forsake you. No matter how difficult it gets, no matter the circumstance of your life, know that you are not abandoned. I said, know that you are not abandoned. I said, know that you are not abandoned. Thank you, Lord Jesus. One time, somebody, well, somebody was, they, they gave birth to him, and his parents gave him up for adoption, and he lived a majority of his life till the age of 30, to, before he realized that the, par the people that he was living with were not his, his birth parents. And he felt so dejected, so abandoned. And eventually he went to trace and, and find his, his parents. And, and he began to have negative feelings and towards the people that helped him and to, to grow up. But when he found out the true story as to why he was giving up for adoption, all the pain left because now he understood. And he realized and came to realize that he had not been abandoned. And all those feelings, negative feelings against the people that raised him up went away and he was reconciled to those people. Sometimes in life, as you travel on that road, as you endeavor to live, live for God, it may seem that it lonely, it may seem that you have been abandoned, but I've come to announce to you, you are never alone. I said 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 you are never alone. Sometimes the test and the trial, the persecution that we face, even for our faith, helps to strengthen out and us and bring out God's best in us. Andrew Crouch sang a song. He says, if, if, you had, if I hadn't gone through trouble, I wouldn't have realized that, don't, that God could come through. And he, was, he had gone through a terrible time of sickness. And out of that, he got a song. Through it all. Through it all. I don't want to sing this morning. I'm not going to attend. All he said was through it all. <laughs> I've learned to trust in Jesus. May you learn to trust in Jesus through it all. May you learn. That in the midst of it all, God is working out all things for your good. Notice something in Acts chapter 8. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Acts chapter 8. Now, it says, Now Saul was consenting to his death. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Paul was, Saul, as his name was this time, was persecuting the church. And, and as a result of the persecution, 
It seems somehow, some way, somehow, when we are persecuted, we rise up. And when we are not persecuted, we go on, on a cruise control and relax and, and, and stop doing all the things that we, need, we, need, we know we need to do. When the persecution arose, the Bible says they all scattered throughout all the regions of Judea and Samaria. What did God tell them in Acts chapter 1? He said, go into all the nations of the world and preach the gospel. Start right here in, Judea, in Jerusalem, go to Samaria, Judea, and onto the ends of the earth. They got comfortable and were staying in Jerusalem. God says, I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I know what's going to happen here. These people are not going to go any other way. So, he says, when the persecution came, they scattered and went throughout preaching the gospel. Don't wait for persecution before you start preaching the gospel. Start doing it <laughs> this week. <laughs> As a result of that, and it's interesting to also know that Saul was the one persecuting them. But as soon as they went, God, God met him and he turned around and came on their side. <laughs> I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, whatever the suffering, in times of suffering, may you rise up and begin to trust in God and begin to look to God. And as you do, may God deliver you and use you for his glory. I said, may God use you for his glory. I said, may God use you for his glory. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And then finally, four, we are not destroyed. Shout it, I am not destroyed. Shout it, I am not destroyed. Shout it, I am not destroyed. Second Corinthians 4, 9, he says, persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed. The, the, the scene I have in my mind is like a boxer. I'm not into boxing. But someone, someone may get beat up. He will fall down several times. But at some point in the match, he gathers all his strength and delivers a knockout blow to the enemy, that, to, to the opponent that the opponent doesn't recover from. So he's saying, I may be struck down, but it's not over yet. I have not been destroyed. I am rising up and I am going to deliver a, a blow to the enemy that he will not recover from. That you will say, I am departing from this person for a season. You may feel down. You may feel crushed. You may feel struck down. Ah, but you are not destroyed yet. The devil came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He came to destroy your health. He came to destroy your family. He came to destroy your finances. But you are not destroyed yet. So long as you are alive, this morning rise up and deliver a knockout blow. And say in the mighty name of Jesus, I am struck down, but you are not going to keep me down. I am maybe down, but I am rising up again. Because I am choosing to look at God. I am choosing to look at his power. I am choosing to look at his ability. And the God that I serve, he will deliver me. I am struck down, but not destroyed. You have been struck down, but you are not destroyed. It is not over yet. God says it is over. And thanks be to God, you are on the winning side. Thanks be to God, God is on your side. Struck down, but not destroyed. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Proverbs 24, 16 says, A righteous man 
may fall seven times, but he will rise again. I said you will rise again. I said you will rise again. They put Jesus in the tomb. They thought it was all over. Oh, but thank God the third day came. And he rose up again. It's not over. So God says it's over. There was a certain, there was a certain girl. She started playing table tennis at the age, in third grade, very young age. And she was so good at it, she, 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 she made it to the Olympics and, and won a medal. And, but, but every time she played, there was pain from, from a very young age. She had to have injections in her elbow to keep the pain away. And at some point, the injections that were given her was not working. So everyone says, oh, this person is young. They've won this medal at the age of 18. They are the future of, of, of this table tennis for the country. And then the pain got so much, she couldn't do it again. And she prayed, thank God. Don't ever stop praying. Not at all the things to what they prayed. Elisha said, open his eyes. May you choose to see the impossible. She prayed and the pain left and then she went back again and this time she developed hepatitis. And they sent her home. And she prayed, she prayed and said, Lord, my life that I'm, this, this table tennis that I'm playing, I am just, I'm not looking for fame necessarily. I am looking for you to get glory out of this. So Lord, heal me and deliver me and I'll continue to play for your glory. And thank God, God healed her. And she went on and won two more medals. But later on, she gave it up when she was past that. She, 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 she's now a missionary in Mongolia. But she began to realize that the medals and the accolades that you receive on this earth are not the only thing that you should focus on. We must focus on what heaven is recording about our life let's ask ourselves what is heaven recording about my life that's what makes all the difference every day of my life i ask myself what is heaven recording about my life because on that day the bible says you have to stand by your way i have to stand by my way everybody has to give an account for the deeds done in the body the work, what you have done with your time, your talent, and your treasure, we all have to give account. I have to give an account. You have to give an account. So what are you living for? Are you living for God? The Apostle Paul re re recounts his difficulties, but because he lived his life for God, we are still talking about him. He overcame all those difficulties. He overcame all the suffering, the test and the trial. And he ran his race and he was able to finish it. May you run the race set before you and may you finish your course in Jesus' name. May you fulfill the plan of God for your life. Maybe you are watching on TV, you are watching online, wherever you may be. You are saying, my Lord and my God, I don't know what heaven is record, has recorded for my life. Today you can make a choice, you can make a decision to start breaking and putting something worthy in there. A life live for God. Don't waste your life. He says we are struck down but we are not destroyed. We are down 
but not destroy. God has placed on the inside of each and every one of us that ability to be able to rise up. I pray in the name of Jesus, may you rise up in Jesus' name. I said, may you rise up in Jesus' name. You are struck down, but not destroyed. Struck down, but not destroyed. So he finally wraps it up by saying, while we look, let's ask ourselves, what do we choose to focus on? What are our eyes on? He goes on to say in verse 17, for our light affliction. Wow. He's calling all these things that he goes to. He puts himself on it. He doesn't take himself out. He says we. We. In the verses prior, we are perplexed. He's talking, he includes himself on it. Then when he gets to verse 17, he says our light affliction. Our light affliction. Dear Apostle Paul, the things that you listed that you are going through, those are not light to me. <laughs> those are not light things at all. But notice he says, our light affliction which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Hallelujah. That means that the tests, the trial, the affliction is his employee. That's another way to look at it. It's working. If someone is working for you, they are your employee. If the light affliction is working for us, and I like how he puts it, he says it is but for a moment. What we see is temporal. That means it's subject to change. The doctor's report is subject to change. The financial report is subject to change. The job, your job situation is subject to change. That depression is subject to change. Everything is but for a moment and is temporal and is subject to change. It depends on what you choose to focus on. It's but for a moment. So he chooses not to focus on that no wonder he says i run that i may, I may obtain the prize i lay everything aside that will prevent me from running that race and i focus on god i'm not looking at the, those things are temporal those things are subject to change in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I speak into the circumstances of your life. I decree and declare in the mighty name of Jesus, as you keep your eyes on the Lord, may they change and be used for his glory. May there be a turn around for his glory. I said, may there be a turn around for his glory. Amen. Fix your eyes on God. Keep your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will not feel hopeless. You will get out of despair. You will get out of that depression. Because God is on your side. When Jesus asked Peter to walk on the water. So long as he kept his eyes on the word. And on Jesus he was doing okay. When he took his eyes off Jesus. And the word that he had spoken to him. He began to sink. You are no different. 
when you take your eyes off Jesus, you will start sinking. But so long as your eyes are on Jesus, I see you, you will make it. Amen. I said, I see you, you will make it. Amen. So this morning, even as we come to the communion table, put your hands in the life, your, your life in the hands of God. All these examples, think about them. Don't let them get away from you. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Those at home, those online, wherever you may be, as we prepare to take communion, gather, get some bread, juice, whatever you have. And as we come, come with expectancy. The presence of God is here right now. The presence of God is right here, right there where, we, where you are. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For the work that you are doing in our hearts. And even as we come to the communion table, let's lay down our lives before God. And let's make a decision and a choice. That what, I mean, in the natural, when you are living, there are certain, I mean, there are certain times where, I mean, if you are crossing a street, you have to focus and, and, and look and look and cross the street safely. But we are talking about situations that contradict the word of God. At that point, you have to choose to focus on God. And let's pray also and say, Lord, help us to see hurting people the way you see them. Help us to see people the way you see them in their hurt and in their pains and in their difficulty. And give us the grace to minister to them. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus yielded his life to the Father while he was here. Lord, help me to yield my life to you. Matthew chapter 26. Verse 26, Father, even as we come to the communion table today, at the beginning of this month, Lord, we commit and dedicate our lives to you. We do not come in our own righteousness, but we come in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus. Our own righteousness are like filthy rags, but the righteousness of Jesus gives us a standing before the throne room of grace. And so we come in that confidence, O God, Thank you that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Thank you that the blood of Jesus makes us whole. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, do a work in our hearts. Do a work in our lives, oh God. We bless the bread. We bless the, 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 the wine or the juice. We decree and declare, even us, when, when wine or juice is being pressed, we may be pressed, oh, on every side, but we are not crushed. And as we partake of the blood of Jesus into our system, may it flush out everything in our life that is not of you in the name of the Lord Jesus. And so we remember Jesus in Matthew chapter 26, Verse 26, he says, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take it, this is my body. Let's partake of his body this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. 
for this is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for many for the remission of sins let's partake this morning thank you lord jesus thank god give him the praise give him the glory receive wholeness in your body in your spirit soul and body thank god that his body was broken for us that we might be made whole lift up your voice and thank god thank god for jesus christ thank god thank god receive from him this morning as well and then lay down your life and say lord in the mighty name of the lord jesus the apostle paul said i have been sent to make all men see i have been sent to make all men see lord open my eyes to see you lord open my eyes to see your glory open my eyes to see your power open my eyes to see you in your fullness in this month open my eyes to see you in your glory in this season open my eyes to see people the way you see them and give me the grace to minister to them in the mighty name of the lord jesus lift up your voice and cry out to god and let us pray and commit this man into the into the hand of god and let's pray and say lord in the name of jesus go ahead of us oh god in jesus mighty name anything that the enemy has planned into this month may it be aborted in the name of the lord jesus and lord may your plans and purposes be fulfilled lift up your voice cry out to God. Let's rise to our feet and commit our way before God in the mighty name of Jesus. Five is a symbol of grace. Lord, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, in this man may I see your grace at work in my life. Order my steps, oh God. Lead me and guide me, oh God. Open my eyes to see the opportunities that you bring my way. Lift up your voice and cry out to God. Appropriate the benefit of his body and his blood in your life today lift up your voice lift up your voice that situation that seems that there will be no end decree and declare an end to it in the name of the Lord Jesus in your family in your business in your health lift it up before God in the name of the Lord Jesus that complex situation that seem that it will not come to an end I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus may God open your your eyes to see the way out may God open your eyes to see the way out may he send you a word may he open your eyes to see it from another angle in the name of the Lord Jesus cry out to God cry out to God cry out to God cry out to God the things that you see are but for a moment they are temporal they are subject to change apply the power of god to it to see a change in the mighty name of the lord jesus pray in the spirit and pray with your understanding in the mighty name of the lord jesus they are subject to change it is but for a moment it is temporal 
do not choose to choose not to focus on it but focus on God David said all the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change comes till my change comes till my change comes till my change comes this man will be your month this man you will see the hand of God at work pressing a little bit more pressing a little bit more pressing a little bit more in and the presence of God is here I see a change coming I see a change coming there is hope for you there is hope for you there is hope for you get out of despair get out of hopelessness in the name of the Lord Jesus I see restoration in the name of the Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus my Lord and my God we trust this podcast was a blessing subscribe for more messages like these if you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today we would love to hear from you email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org we will love to equip you in daily walk so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org you may reach us at 719-235-5535.